Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer of the Heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. In this episode, folks, uh, it's a treat. We interview the great Bart Oates, the three-time Super Bowl champion Bart Oates, two of which we only really care about, five Pro Bowls, blah, 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 our favorite center of all time. And uh, we'll talk about, we'll grade the defense because we owe you that. But first, Chris, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on something that's been on Twitter, it's been on the media, um, on the radio stations, and it's a valid question, Chris. Do you think the Giants should trade for Deshaun Watson? Your thoughts, please. <laughs> well, not unless we give up a couple of threes or something for him. I mean, uh, you know, for what? Look, Houston's going to try to salvage this anyway, but Jerry, we're in no position to be trading ones, right. a player, right. you know. Um, no, I don't think. I mean, obviously, if you could steal him somehow, and that's not happening. Uh, the Giants are very happy with Jones. They want to move on with him. And we're in no position, zero position, to be giving up two or maybe even three number ones, right? Right. So, bottom line, we'll have Deshaun Watson and nobody around him. Which so is the same problem he has in Houston, right? <laughs> you traded DeAndre Hopkins away. So, I mean, Giant fans, what do you want to do? Give him three ones. We're going to give up at least three because we're talking three ones. Now, I heard Saquon, Daniel Jones. And you're going to get Deshaun Watson in and hope that your defense takes a step forward and roll with, I don't know, uh, an addition and free agency for, for wide receiver with no first-round pick? Like, I don't think that's a, that's a recipe for success, guys. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, if they do move on from Watson, I know Watson wants out, but not a new regime in there wants to talk to him. They think they could salvage a relationship. But if they do move on, it's going to be a huge price, dude. Huge. Ridiculous. They're not going to give him away for one number one. And, and a couple of buckets of, you know, balls and all that stuff. You know, it's going to be a huge ransom. Right. This guy's a top five quarterback, dude. You're not, they're not giving him away. Yeah, they're talking three ones. Because well, somebody sure. said, I don't know if it was, um, somebody said today they gave up three ones for Herschel. Now, that was a long time ago. So I don't know if it'd be three ones. It, it'd be probably two or at least a one and a two. And Oh, it's going to be two. If it's yeah, not three probably. Ones, it'll be two, Jerry. Yeah. So it'll be a lot. And I, we're not in a, any position to do something like that, right? Okay. No, we are not. All right. Not at all. So uh, I think that anybody who's thinking that or I know a lot of people are like, oh, the Giants should entertain it. You know, get on, should pick up the phone. Uh, I don't, you know, not, this is they sh- this is the Sean Watson, a top five quarterback. You know, you got to give up a load of picks and play in the land. That's not happening. Yeah, you, you listed him as a top five quarterback, and I think you're right. Uh, he's, a, he's a young, and he's young. He's only like 25 years old, I think. Yeah. Three-time yeah, Pro Bowl. Five. That's crazy. Three times already in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. No, no, argue, no arguing his talent. It's just we'd have to give up so much to get him. Yeah. I mean, he's been in the playoffs every year except for last year. Right. He had 4,800 yards last year. Right. Uh, without Will Fuller for five games. Uh, you know, uh, obviously we all know Hopkins was traded in the offseason. Yeah. I mean, the guy's dynamic. He's, he's going to have the same problem here that he has there. Right. So, he's, you know, that's not happening. I mean, you know, of course we all want – we want them, but the, you can't mortgage the future. And the Giants are in no position right now to be giving up once, you know? None. So. Zero. Um, anything else you want to cover before we grade the defense? Because we have to get to Bart Oates as well. Yeah, um, I guess a couple of things. Um, a couple of news conferences this week. The old giant Dan Campbell, I thought that was hysterical. Yeah, right? yes. Bite the knees. <laughs> Biting of the knees. Bite he sounds like an old guy from Brooklyn. He wants to take out kneecaps and this yeah. and that, you know. Yeah. When you, oh, you, you hit us, we're going to hit you twice, and we're going to break your kneecap and all that stuff. I thought that was hysterical, Dan Campbell. Yeah. Um, um, I, I don't know how long that's <laughs> how much success he's going to have there. He's surrounding himself with some pretty good football guys now. Um, but I wish him well. I liked him when he was a giant, Jerry, you yeah. know. Yep. And uh, But I just thought that might have been the funniest opening press I've ever seen, Jerry. I don't know about you. That was hysterical. Yeah, it was. Um, and I don't think it was an act. I, I mean, I think he's really like that. Like, there's some yeah, guys who would say it. that and it's an act. But uh, no, I, I think it was legit. I, I, I think he really feels that way. He's got that mentality. I remember him um, kicking the helmet in the 2002 playoff game. And I think he almost de- like destroyed, Qu- if you remember, Quincy Monk. I think it was him for some reason. Oh. Somebody tell me right. if I'm wrong. Big Blue VCR probably has it next to his table, the whole clip. <laughs> but yeah. uh, Dan, he kicked the helmet from the bench, and he, it looked like he could have killed, I think it was Quincy Monk. So he's kind of had that attitude um, all along. I think Campbell was, what, third round, 99 from Texas A&M. It was a, it was a pretty good tight end for us. I thought he, was, I, you know, I thought he should have yeah. got the ball more. 
Yeah, he was an intense. Yeah, you know, he was an intense dude as a player, and you know, and, it's, and he's going to be an intense guy. You know, you saw when he had, a, you know, when he was coaching a few games for Miami a couple years ago. You know, I remember. I think it was, I think it was a 2003 game, Mon- uh, Monday night against Dallas, when Parcells called a bootleg on third and short, and he passed it to none other than Dan Campbell, and he got a first mm. down, and the game was over, or they got in a field goal range or something. I, it was the end of the game, and I was like, oh man, look at Parcells. The master of messing with people, using a former giant to make that play. I'll never forget it. I think it was a yep. it was a short play. It was a bootleg, and uh, right. sent us all home pissed off. Right, right, right. <laughs> so thanks, Dan. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I thought that was entertaining. Uh, obviously, last week's games, you know, Brady. Well, what more can you say, Jerry? You know. Yeah, I'm. I gotta be honest with you, dude. I'm rooting for him because I I think it I think it helps Eli's legacy. I really do. Right. Well, <laughs> I, it will. Definitely. Yeah. Right. You know? Speaking of Eli, Jerry, uh, while we're on it, now you mentioned him, um, it looks like he's going to be back in, with the organization next next year in some capacity. Yeah, and that's right? a good thing. Yep. Yeah, Eli was in a building uh, the other day. Uh, he talked with John Mara, Gettleman, the whole you know the whole posse up there in, at Quest Diagnostics, and you know he's going to have some kind of role with the Giants. You know, he's not going to be a coach. That's out. Right. That, that'll never happen. Eli does not want to put the hours in. You know. Right. Um, can't blame him. He's got, you know, he's got, he's got his kids, young kids, and he, he enjoys spending his time coaching their basketball teams and all that. But he is going to have a role with the Giants and some kind of like an ambassador role, you know, with the organization and maybe even with the NFL too. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing, Jerry. Right? You like to see you like back in the building. Yeah. Um, Love him. You know, doing some things with the Giants, and I expect to see that next year. Yeah, I, I, I think that's good. And uh, I, I know totally off subject, Chris, but I, I laugh at the, that commercial, the Frank's Red Hot with him. I just, right. he's got, you know, he's funny, man, because we said, like, you don't see what everyone else has talked about over the years, the sense of humor that he has, right? Like in the locker room, you've talked about it. Like he's yeah. a funny guy yeah. off camera. It's funny. And now you're yeah. starting to see that. And I laugh every, every time it's on when he talks about his recipes. I just, I, I think Eli Manning's good for football. He's good. Uh, Good for the organization. I, I would welcome him with open arms and seriously, whatever capacity he wants, even if it's, you know, I, I think there's a, there's an art form to what he did with talking to the media as well, where you never give press clippings. You, you, you know, you don't say the wrong thing. I, I, I mean, look, we complain that, Dan, that Daniel Jones is boring and Eli was boring, but that's what you want. If you're, if you're the Giants, if you're John Marin and, and Tish, you want that. You want a, an, an athlete who's going to get up to the podium and, and say, don't say anything stupid. So I think, in, in, in a role like that, even like like a, a media relations, I think he would flourish. Right, right, and um, and you know what? I think he'll start showing that other side of him a little bit. You know, Jerry, yeah. that that he never did as a player. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, I I just just to stay on Eli one second, Jerry. I yeah. found it very interesting. He he talked about last week about you know he he sees Brady at places or he talks to him, and, and they never bring up the Super Bowls. <laughs> Eli never brings it up. No, you know. Right. Um, which, you know, Eli is, but he said, but he said Brady does, but he said Brady <laughs> brings up Oh seven sometimes. Yeah. Like he's still pissed off. It must 07, drive him nuts. You know? Yeah. And knowing Brady, that probably oh. drives him bananas oh, you know? because they could have, they could have capped off the undefeated season. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I was a little surprised because Eli likes to be a prankster. You know, I was yeah. a little surprised that he doesn't bring it up with Brady. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Brady's well, you know, one of those guys, uber competitive. And I, and you think like the guys who beat Brady, Eli twice and Nick Foles. That's insane yeah. to me. Right. Wow. Yeah. Unreal. So. Um, so, you know, we'll be on again next week before the Super Bowl. So we'll make a prediction next week. You want to talk about it a little bit, but yep. um, so Brady, unbelievable 10th Super Bowl appearance. Rogers did his little baby act after the game, you know, yeah. oh, want me, want me, want me, you know, his act, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, he's not going anywhere, you know? So, uh, and as far as the other side, <laughs> you know, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, what can you say? You know, yeah. um, they're going to be really tough to beat in the Super Bowl. Um, and you know, Mahomes is just, he's a special player. And Andy Reid has shown the, the whole world how good he is now. He just had to get the hell away from Philadelphia, brother. Isn't you know? that funny? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> the Eagles are sitting there looking for a coach, and they think they settled on one that's going to try and make Wentz work. Yeah. But their former coach is going to his second Super Bowl in a row. And I, I think it was time for Reid to get out of Philly. But that's amazing. That's so ironic to me that they're sitting there doing this worldwide search, yet somebody they got rid of is going back. That's, oh, my God. 
Wow. Yeah, it was funny too because you know I got some Eagle fans and they before he won the Super Bowl last year. Oh, he'll choke. He's always a choke artist. He can't manage. He can't forget about it in the playoffs. He comes up small. You know, watch, watch, watch. And here he is, you know, on the verge of winning two in a row. And probably Jerry, probably if he does win next Sunday, probably an offsides away from winning three in a row. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, that's right. Pretty remarkable. You know, Andy Reid is. He's a pretty special coach, brother. You know, I think you're seeing it, you know, um, the last few years. Well, I actually saw it, damn, when he used to slice us the hell up when he had Vic and the Eagles and all that, too, you know, so. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Awful. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be quite, it should be quite a game next week, man. Good. And Robert Slade, the Jets got their guy, right? Yeah. Robert Sala, I should say. I think that's how you say his name, Robert Sala. Yeah, and you, you, like, like, you like that pick. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, the Jets feel they have their guy, you know. Um and we'll see. I'm sure if Watson does hit the market for sure, you mm. know, uh, I'm sure the Jets are going to be in on him. You know, that's a team that could afford with all the picks they have. They could they could afford to swing that. Yeah, yeah. Now at the same time, you know, they they have the draft capital to do it, but you know, they're in no position really either. It's not like they have much talent on that team. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see what Joe Douglas does. How aggressive they are in trying to get him. You know. Yep. Something tells me, Jerry, I don't know what it is, dude. But if Watson does get traded, something tells me he winds up with Matt Rule in Carolina. I just get that feeling. I don't know. Hmm. You know, so. And then we we'll see. And we talked about it. You know, Watson, Stafford. It's like there, there's we, – we'll get into the draft later, but I, I can't get past this. There are so many quarterback needy teams now. Now, of course, Stafford and Watson are going to fill the needs of other teams – but it's going to be interesting to see in that top 10 how many quarterbacks, how many quarterback needy teams will there be? And who's going to reach for the Alabama kid because they need a quarterback and they don't want to risk him fall. Like, I just, I'm fascinated by all, by all that, how that's yeah. going to play out. I still say, I, used to, I was saying there's going to be four going in the top 15. I think it's easily going to be top 10 now. And I wonder how high the Alabama kid's going to go. I just I cannot wait to see how this all plays out. Yeah, well, his stock is skyrocketing. Right, and he had a good senior bowl week, and and there's so many people impressed with him now. Yep, you know. Yep, Jerry, this is just gonna this is gonna be one fascinating off season because yeah. there's so many quarterbacks between on the trade block. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we all know Stafford's gone already. They already agreed to that. Watson, um, you know. And then you have that draft picks where you could have five of them coming out. You know, Jerry, it's just yeah. going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy, dude. Yeah. It's going to be crazy, yep. you know, to see what happens. Who who comes up and, you know, maybe a blockbuster trades and move up in the draft. And this is all good for the Giants, dude. And, you know? and you know, so. Detroit's moving on from Stafford, who I always liked. Yeah. Don't you? I mean, if you're the Falcons, how could you not move on from Matt Ryan? Mm. Right, like I mean, yeah. you know, like if you're gonna move on from if the Detroit Lions are gonna move on from Stafford, who I still think has an upside with the right coach. Sure. What yeah. the hell are you? I, I, what, if I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan, I'm like, oh my god, please, can we move on from this already? So anyway, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you know the feeling down here in Atlanta the last few years, Jerry, is that ah, it's not really Ryan. It's we can't stop anybody. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You got to build a defense, and now they got Arthur Smith in there. So I think that you know they 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 feel they got a little two three years out of Ryan Jerry. That's the impression I get. You yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but Stafford, like you said, dude, you know he's been banged up the last few years, but going into twenty twenty one, he should be healthy, and he's going to help somebody, man. You know. I'm trying to talk these other teams into quarterbacks so that one of our oh. receivers falls to us, <laughs> but that's all right. Well, I think <coughs> Jerry, the, way, the way this draft hmm. is going and draft. Quarterback's going to be, I think the Giants will be in pretty good shape to get a, if they go this direction, to get a top, you know, one of those three top receivers, man. Or a tight end, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I'm, I'm fine with Waddle or Pitts. I am on record. I don't care if it's Waddle or Pitts. My point is, if all three are gone, I want Pitts. There you go. Right. So, right. So, uh, it's going to be fascinating, Jerry. It really is. <clears throat> it is going fascinating. I, I, Jerry, I'm just curious to see where the hell these guys wind up, you know, the yeah. Stafford and, yeah. And the Watson, if he, they do move him, you know, and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a great, a great off season, man. Where, where do you, you know? think Stafford could go? I, I think you got to watch Belichick here, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. yep. I think you got to watch Belichick. You know, he has no quarterback, zero right now. None. 
you know, unless they're going to try to get, you know, one of those draft picks, you know, one of those kids coming out. But, you know, uh, it'd be interesting. You know, it's going to be really interesting to see what hell Stafford winds up. It's going to be – Jerry, I, I know I said it a few times in the last five minutes, but, man, it, it, I am so looking forward to what the hell happens yeah, this offseason. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep, it's going to be fun. All right, you are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano and Jerry Foley, available on a host of platforms, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and a host of other platforms as well. All right, um, ready for grades? Yeah, let's do the defense, right? All right. Dalvin, a, lot of good, be a lot of good grades. Correct? Yeah, right. No, we should be pretty good here. Dalvin Tomlinson. Oh, B. Yeah, me too. That's what I had. We're going to be very similar, I think, on all these. Um, Dexter Lawrence. I'm going to give Dexter a B, too. I give him B minus. But that's go. fine. We're very close. All right, here we go. Leonard Williams. Oh, I mean, how could you not give him an A? Yeah. Unbelievable, yeah. Ab- absolutely. I gave him the same, an A. Uh, again, guys, I know you always ask. We'd love to sign both, but we don't think they'll be able to. We think it's going to be Leonard Williams. And uh, unfortunately, Dalvin will probably walk. But we'll see. Hey, we'll see how creative Abrams can get. Um, B.J. Hill, Chris. C. Yep. I had C minus. I'm very hard on B.J. Hill because he hasn't taken the next step forward like I keep predicting he will. Uh, 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 the only reason I didn't give him that minus, I mean, because – he didn't get many snaps as you, but he met, do you remember he had that little spurt in uh, like three or four games? So he actually played pretty decent, you know? Yeah. And we, got, we have a bad iTunes rating because I'm hard on BJ Hill. Did you see that? No. Yeah. Somebody give us a bad iTunes rating because you have to give BJ Hill a better chance. Oh, like, well, you're right. not the one that's uh, giving him the snaps. <laughs> I know. I was like, Oh, what do you say? Oh, somebody, I guess because I criticized Hill. So, all right. That's Whatever. Well, listen, he hasn't been really good the last few years. He had a little, he had a little run this year. He played well in a little spurt, but yeah. he hasn't progressed. You know, right. So. And, and he'll probably, you know, if Tomlinson goes, he'll be, he'll have the opportunity to take that spot. So, uh, Austin Johnson. You know what? In his limited snaps, he gave us some good football. I'm going to give him a B minus. Yeah, C plus. Good. Nice. Um, Lorenzo Carter incomplete, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, Kyler Fackrell. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's another guy. He did pretty good things for us too, man. You know, uh, got hurt there at the end. I'm going to give him a B- minus too. It's exactly what I gave him. It's the perfect grade. Nice job. Perfect uh, why? Because you had it? Because we agreed. That's all. If we, <laughs> if we agree on it, then it's right. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Uh, Carter Coughlin. Um, you know what? As a rookie, I'm gonna let's give him. Uh, I'm gonna give him a C plus. I gave him a B. I was very easy on him because I gave. I gave, it's a little bit of a curve because of you know. Yeah, he didn't the, get snaps. As you know, he's a rookie. I, I got you. The round pick, seventh round, right? Seventh round for him. So, uh, Cam Brown. Um, there's some. He has some pressures. You know what, Jerry? He was really good for us on special teams. Yep. I'm going to boost up to a B minus because of that. Yep. I gave him and Carter Coughlin the same grade. I felt like they were almost interchangeable. Uh, I think Coughlin showed a little better in the pass rush than Brown, but Brown was very good on special teams. So gave them both very, a B. Yep. Um, Jabal Sheard, who probably won't be back next year, right? No, he won't be back. Yeah. Um, what he, he gave us a few games. Listen, he gave us some pressures. He gave us that one big sack, right? Yeah. Um, to end the game. Uh, so, you know, so for the limited time, I guess we'll give him a, let's give him a B minus. Nice. There you go. Um, David Mayo. Ah, oh, he didn't. No, nah, he's oh, C. Yeah, C minus. I don't want him <laughs> C back. Minus. Yeah, C minus. Yeah. I don't want to see him out there. Right. He won't be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear about his run-stopping abilities anymore. Yeah, no, we got to move on there. There we go. Blake Martinez. Oh, God. How could you? Uh, yeah, look, you got to give Blake in. You got to give him an A. Yeah. A minus on that one. Yeah. I gave him an A minus and I don't know why. I think because I was trying to differentiate him and Leonard Williams. And I shouldn't have done that. I should have given him both A's. So I gave him an A minus in the insider, but he deserves an A. I mean, you know, how many tackles do you have? (laughs) 2,000? Whatever it was. He did everything we expected. He was a captain. He ran the defense. Yeah. 150 plus tackles. Um. You know, so uh, yeah, you got it. How could you not give him an A in, in the A group? Right. Plus, he he used the uh, the stage five clinger uh, wedding crashers 
quote based on your question to him, which was cool. <laughs> right? So, I mean, come on. Yeah, and he also said he's going to be coming on the podcast soon. So hopefully that works out. That would be awesome. That would be incredible. Yep. yep. And he's going to, you know, he, you wonder if he really did try and keep Patrick Graham and say, you know, like Giants, you got to keep him or I'm out of here. I don't know. I'm just saying. But maybe he he's had a, a hand in that. He, he's a pretty funny uh, – he, he was – He's got a good personality, Blake. Uh, uh, you know, being on with him Zoom all year, um, you could see him being pretty funny too on the side on a podcast. So, hopefully, it works out. He said, "He said, just give him some time; he'll be on. If it works out, uh, I think he'll be a pretty interesting one, Jay. Because he, he's a pretty funny dude, Blake. That'd be awesome." Uh, Tay Crowder. Oh God, Mister Relevant. I, I, I could, you know, you know, he was expected to do nothing, and he did a lot. Uh, B minus, B plus, sure. Yeah, yep. right. There you yep. go. Yeah. Uh, uh Devonte Downs, Chris. Oh God, C minus. I give him an F. I don't want to see him oh, next gee. year. That was too hard, but I give him. I don't want to see him next year. <laughs> uh, here's one. I don't know if you give him a grade, but I did because of the story. Nico Lelos. Uh well, yeah. Well, yeah. it was along the Let's... same lines as Tay Crowder. Like, what do you expect? I mean, he made yeah plays against. Really? I gave him a B just for the the turnovers. Yeah, yeah, the thing, yeah, that he didn't do much yet. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? Let's give him, a, let's give him a B, uh, B minus, Jerry. All right, that's fine, that's fair. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be in, in your neighborhood there. There you go. Uh, there we go. Secondary. This should be fun. James Bradbury. Mm. A for Bradbury. Yeah, I gave him an A plus. Yep. Yeah, I was extremely happy with him. Um, Isaac Yedem. <laughs> C. C minus because he was like the Giants, right? Like he didn't do anything at the beginning. Then he played well and then he fell off. <laughs> so I, yeah, C minus again. I, I don't know what his contract terms are. I, he might be back next year. I don't think he's, he's not costing much. I don't think he's a free agent. I don't know. I gotta, I'd have to look. Um, I think he's restricted. Is he okay? Don't... Yeah. I think he's restricted. Yeah. Ryan Lewis is incomplete, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Are your boy, Julian Love. Julian. A little safety, finished up corner. Um, safety corner. You know what? I like the way you finished up. How about we give him a B minus? That's fair. That's fair. Yep. Nice one. Uh, Darnay Holmes. Oh, there's another kid, man. That player. You know what? I'm going to give Darnay a, a B minus too, brother. I gave him a B, B plus. Yep. All right. Of, you know um, what, Jerry? Let me yeah. change that. He didn't give up any touchdowns. I know, you know, has some bad penalties. I get it, but he is a kid. Um, you know what? Let me let me change that to a solid B, Jerry. That's fair. Yeah, and and you know, slot corner is tough. Uh, coming cornerback is hard coming out of college to begin with. Giants asked a lot of him. He got better as the year went on. You can make the argument that he was the best rookie uh, on the team this year overall, overall for for the amount of time he got. So. Hey, um, listen, I, I think I you, I think you, actually you wrote that, right? You had, him I had rated. him down yeah. at the time. Thomas was really, I had him down as the best rookie. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Cause nice. Thomas was, let's face it. It was mostly down and up, right? Yeah. So Jabril peppers. Jabril is going to get a B. Oh, I gave him an A. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Logan Ryan. I mean, he's another guy, man. He, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, he's going to get a B too. Logan. Yeah. I gave me a minus. Yep. Uh, I love, obviously love the secondary. Uh, Xavier McKinney. I know he only played a few games, but yeah, yeah. but the potential that he showed. Can you grade him? A little incomplete. They only played That's a fine. few, but in That's the fair. time he did play, yeah. I like the way he finished. Yeah. Right. So let's give him a uh, a B minus too. The yeah. Way he finished. I gave him a B because of that. Because of the and the INT against Dallas. And yeah. Game yeah. Winner, I like the way so. he finished up. Man. Yep. All right. Um, that's it for the defense. The special teams we'll finish up with, and then we'll get to Bardotes. Uh, Riley Dixon. I did not like a lot of things Dixon did at the end. Um, he 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 was really good. I like the way he finished. I'm going to give him a B minus. It's exactly what I gave him. So it's. Probably... I didn't like the way he finished up. Same, same. Started off hot. Too many, too many then... punts. Yeah, right. Too many punts down the middle of the field. When, yeah, and nothing. When, gets... when it's like, yeah, they ask him. They tell him all the time, do not. Punt it down the middle of the field. And inside the 20, it was like a struggle. Struggle to get it inside the 20. In key spots. Right. Yeah. You know, when they really needed it, at times he didn't do it. When they really needed it, you know? He's really good at doing it in the second quarter with 11 minutes left, but then when they <laughs> in the fourth 
So stop blasting it through the end zone, Riley. We know you're the got a strong work. leg. Yeah, the overall work, I'll, I'll say B minus. Uh, yeah, that's why you know that's why you, you know, it's it's not like you didn't appreciate Fiegel's, but you'd rather have that guy who maybe doesn't hit it as hard or hit it as far, but he's going to hit it like right out of bounds at forty three yards. Like to me, that's perfect punting. That's all you want. Directional, so. directional punting. Yeah. Yep. Matt Dodge had it. Oh wait a minute. Oh God. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, finally, last but certainly not least, Graham Gano. Uh, you got to give Graham an A. Yeah, I gave him an A plus for for the breaking the record. Um, yep. Yeah. So. All right, buddy. Good stuff. Well, uh, anything else before we get to Bart Oates? No, we just got to kick up those grades on the offense next year, right, Jerry? You gotta, Absolutely. Got to kick them up, man. Yes. You know. All right, everybody. So this time next year, Jerry, we're saying something like, uh, "All right, Chris, what'd you give uh, Jalen Waddle?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> B plus, Jerry. You know <laughs> yeah, that's right. Twelve hundred yards for a rookie is pretty good, so we'll give him a B plus. <laughs> Evan Ingram, oh, C minus again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Pitts, A plus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <Pits>. <laughs> anyway, Jerry, he had, he had ten touchdowns. Uh, I got to give him an A. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, dude. Um, all right, everybody. Here is our interview with Bard Oates. Hope you enjoy it. All right, everybody, we'd like to welcome three-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Pro Bowler, center, Giants great, Bart Oates, to our podcast. Bart, thanks for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. Bart, Chris Bizignato, uh the uh, beat writer for The Insider, and uh, it's an honor to be, be on, on with you, my man. Thanks for coming on. Well, I uh, appreciate you guys um, spreading the good word. Absolutely, we're going to try and get you verified as well on Twitter. But I know that's a that's a pain point. And I've, <laughs> I've I've looked for it myself. I've talked to people at Twitter. It is a, a totally random process. So uh, that's something we'll definitely work on as a as a thank you for for joining us. Um, All right. Sounds but good. Uh, but look, you, you know, Giant fans they have a, a rich sense of, of history. Um, you're you're a, a popular. You know, obviously you're our favorite center based on the question that you asked of us for the podcast. So we pointed out that you were ahead of Sean O'Hara. Um, but you came to you came to the Giants in 1985 from the USFL. You were a two-time champ. If you can describe coming to the Giants and what that was like for everybody, I think that's uh, something everyone would be interested in. Well, I, I'm glad that I played in the USFL first because, I mean, I I felt like a fish out of water as it was, um, you know, coming to the NFL. And if I had just come from BYU straight into the NFL, it would have been a Probably a very different story yeah. as to my career, but um, you know, I, we had a we had a really good team. It was it was exceptionally competitive um, with respect to um, the teams we played, the competition, and so when I moved into the NFL, I I think competitively I was I, it was not the same level, but you know, from a week to week, I mean, you know, I played Reggie White twice a year. We hmm. played, you know, there were. A lot of good guys in that league. There are a lot of guys that come out of the NFL and you know towards the end of their NFL career and had been enticed with money. Uh, it would have still been in the NFL, but the money was just much better because that that was the uh, that was kind of the turning point, if you will, from from the salary standpoint with the NFL players. But um, you know, I, I was um, I had just a that experience allowed me, I think, to really acclimate very well into the NFL and. Uh, we we had a good system. We had uh, guys I fit in really well with on the offensive line. Uh, we had just a, we had some good coaches. I was intimidated though. I got to tell you, my yeah. um, my first practice, I remember coming in. So Parcells was a little perturbed at me <laughs> because well, actually, I should say more than a little. He was. He There's was, a shocker, but. <laughs> <laughs> so what had happened was I was trying to get out of my out of the USFL, but my USFL team said they still had my rights and I couldn't go. And so I'm negotiating with the Giants. I'm negotiating with the Stars at the same time. And so the Stars wound up having to, I, I got a hundred, I remember I got a $150,000 signing bonus from the Giants hmm. and I had to pay the Stars 150000 to relinquish my rights, <laughs> their claim, my claim rights. So it's basically, you know, they, they gave my signing bonus over to the Giants. Right. Or over to the stars. 
<laughs> the Miles Tannenbaum, but that was, um, and then my, and so it took me like two weeks. And so already the experiments that they were trying with the moving, um, a tackle over and trying to find a starting center that, uh, to replace Kevin Belcher, mm-hmm. you know, Parcells has already really ticked off that he lost Kevin Belcher because mm-hmm. he saw Kevin Belcher as this, he was this 10 year starter. I mean, yeah. Kevin was going to be an, an all pro player and then he loses him after his first year. Right. And so he's, he's upset, you know, he had a, had a position solidified and, you know, now he lost that control and Bill Parcells hate to lose control. Hmm. And so I'm sitting there and it's like, they, you know, I keep saying they're going to sign me, they're going to sign me and I'm trying to sign, but I'm, but I can't sign. I can't get this thing done with the stars. And so I missed like two weeks after we finished playing our last game that was the championship USFL game in Meadowlands. Actually, in the middle uh, middle of July, and so I was, you know, Bill had kind of expected me to move right over into the camp. They're in camp now, uh, towards the end of July, start camp. But it's like two weeks later. I don't, I don't even, maybe three weeks, because I wound up missing all of uh, Pace University. I didn't even get into Pace University, and after they broke camp, so it must have been the last week, the fifth week of camp. And I, I get in there, into the. Um, to giant stadium i get my physical i got to practice i don't know anybody i mean literally I, I hadn't had any meetings i got to practice you know i mean i just they got to point me the direction to go i go out there i don't know i know nobody and so uh they they make me the starting long snapper because they have to they have to cut the um backup snapper backup center who was also the long snapper and um i'd never snap made a snap in a game in my life <laughs> so here here i am like i'm, I'm the designated snapper uh, so one of the first drills is a punt. We do a, a, a punt coverage, punt team. And yeah. so I get out there to do the punt team. Um, and so I, I get up there. They, they tell me to jump in, tell me where to go. I, I go, I make the snap. I'm actually, I've been practicing. I, I can make the snap. So I didn't, you know, so Parcells is, is ticked off. Because usually on the punt drill, all you do is you, you go like five or ten yards and you cover your lane. Right. And you don't have to. But the Bill's upset. He's upset at me, so he's going to get the other guy's upset at me. So he says, "All right, because of us new guy, you know, Bill, when he's like doesn't, when he's upset, he won't take, call you my name. You're, you're this guy. <laughs> this new guy, this new guy, because of this new guy, we're covering all the way on all of them today. So, you know, for like ten or ten, twelve punts, we had to cover the, you know, the fifty yards that Landetta, who was the punter, and Landetta actually is funny because Landetta had signed earlier." He played for the Stars for three years, too. We yeah. both came from the Stars. And so um, I go out, and he, he's the only guy I know. <laughs> so we're covering. And like the fourth one, I'm sprinting down the field. You know, I'm just I'm feeling a little good because I hadn't, you know, I'd had like three weeks off and yeah. I'm a little fresh. Boom. I hear something pop in the back of my leg. I hear it. <laughs> and then I feel the, the searing pain, the burn. Mm. And I wind up tearing my hamstring. Oh. <laughs> and this is. Fourth play of my giant career, man. So needless to say, Bill loses. So he's upset at me already. (laughs) Now, I'm an offensive line. I never pulled my hamstring. I'm a lineman. It's not like I run that far to even be able to. And and so I don't even know who to see. I I don't even know who Ronnie Barnes is. That's how new I am. So finally I'm limping around. I I can't – Bill's yelling and screaming, and Ronnie Barnes comes over. He looks. I'm, it's already starting to get discolored. And, mm. You know, he sees he knows exactly what happened. And so, like, Parcell starts swearing. I mean, it was just, you know, he was like, he just couldn't believe that his offensive lineman pulled the hamstring. <laughs> and he knew, quite frankly, I think deep down he knew that they really shouldn't have been covering all the way anyway. Right, so it made, right. him, made him even more mad. So that was my start with the Giants. Nice. But how difficult was it for you, man? I mean, you you were in two training camps in '85, like you just said. You had oh, a couple weeks off, and then you go into oh my gosh. So and then now you go into this camp. Well, obviously, I'm sure it was much different than the stars. I mean, how difficult was it for you, man, to to, to uh, participate in two camps? Listen, there's only one guy that had a harder camp than Bill Parcells, and that was Jim Mora. Who coached the Philadelphia Stars before he coached the New Orleans Saints? Wow, it was just unbelievable. I mean, you 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 loved having games because 
games were so much easier than practice. That was his, that was his kind of his mindset. I'm going to work you so hard in practice that games will seem easy. Yeah. And, and I, again, Mora was a guy that he was harder. He had ran harder practices than even, than even Bill Parcells. Yeah. And so that was, um, you know, that was, I was exhausted. I mean, that first year, by the end of the season, uh, because I had played, I remember I came out of college my, in the USFL. I finished my fall season and went right into the spring leagues. I played back-to-back that first year. Yeah. And then the next year, I only played one season. And then the next year, I wind up playing. So I, I wind up playing five football seasons in two and a half years. Nice. <laughs> and so my body, after the – we lose to the, pace, to, to the Bears that year in 85. Right. Remember, we right. got out of the – and I remember sitting in the locker. I had hyperextended my elbow. My knees killing me. My elbows. I mean, I am just. I I couldn't have played the next week. I, yeah. I just, just. I don't think I could have played. I was just. So it took me, a good two months to really recuperate after that, after that uh, the end of that season. I sat there and, and probably the rest of that January and February. I I did literally. I did nothing to just recuperate. That was brutal physically. I, mean, I was I was a young guy. I was twenty six, twenty seven years old. Yeah, right. So relative, relatively young, and you know I was, but I was tired. You brought up the Bears game, and and Parcells has been quoted saying, "If you played him ten times, you lose nine. But that day was one yeah. day where you could I, have won." I, I think that's generous. And, oh, okay. Wow. And, and, Wait, wait. You, you're think who who says that we could have won? No, nine time? nine out of ten times the Bears would have won. Or Parcells. That, I think that's. I think that's generous. <laughs> so ten times. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then I guess yeah, you answered the question because he said that day was a day you guys could have won. But I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. But right. you kind so, of answered it already. Then, that, uh, if that's the day that we could have won, I don't think we were even close. Okay. I mean, I don't know how we could have won that game. We couldn't score. Yeah. I mean, we we ran right into the teeth of the defense. We played into their strength. It was. Hmm. It was. Um, I mean, offensively, there's, we would not have scored any points, zero points, none, yeah. zero. It's not happening. I mean, we, we ran into their strengths. We threw our, we, 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 our protections were into their strengths. We, put, we just did not, we did not neutralize what their strengths were. But nevertheless, it, I just, I mean, if that was a game we could have won, then I'm, that's why I'm saying, because I played that game 10 times, we lose 10 times. Interesting. Okay. But obviously, <clears throat> Practice every day. Talk about some of your battles with Jim Burt that you had during the week. We didn't have any battles. Was it a good competition? No, I went to Jim right at the beginning. I said, Jim, listen, we can do two things here. We can beat each other up during practice, or we can get better and work our technique. Hmm. And so Jim, because Jim up until that point, he had just tortured every center. I mean, just he'd right. warm out, right? Warm out, and so I said, "Listen, we just work our technique, and we both look good without having to beat each other, and we get better, and we don't get beat up." And so, you know, we call that brother-in-law. Yeah. And so, right. and obviously, that's a that's a pact that is unwritten and uh, would never be recognized in the in a legal proceeding. However, um, you know, Jim says he goes, "All right, but if you ever." If you ever, you know, if you ever yeah. go behind my, you not go behind my back, but if you ever, I'm trying to think of a politically correct way of saying this, um, you know, go against your word or agreement. Yeah. Right. Um, and you, and you sneak attack me. <laughs> all it, I will, I will just make your life miserable. Hmm. And so, and that was, but once I got the agreement, we just we worked in practice, and we, when we went against each other, it was always we're going to make each other better. I mean, there were times we couldn't. I mean, there were times if on, on a goal line, for instance, that you know right. you just all bets are off, and he knew it, and I knew it, and you just went all out. But, but just to follow up a little bit, going the Giants' defense and Belichick and what he brought to the table every day. Did you know back then how good Belichick was going to be? No, hmm. no, he's an offensive lineman. I mean, I, I was so far removed from the defense. I, I did. I mean, I, it was all I could do is just to. My focus is on on what, my job, offensive line and offense. I mean, I had no. I couldn't do anything with the defense, so I spent I spent zero effort 
zero energy thinking about the defense. Hmm. Now, I, I was – listen, I, we were fortunate because I didn't have to. We had, we had the best defenses in the league, so the years I played there. So yeah. um, that was one of the reasons I probably didn't have to think about it because I knew there was no way I was going to help the situation. So my job was – I'm like, you know, I, I got to make sure I get my job done. That's all. That's all. I'm, you know, that's my biggest concern. As far as offensive lines go, especially in Giants history, um, you guys have a special place in, in Giant fans' hearts and, and probably the most famous because of, of the, the Suburbanites mantra, right, and th- that name. When did that come about? Was that in, in 85 or is that more towards 86? And, and, and how did that come about? Because I know I, I've understood your, your nickname how? from Parcells I mean, was, it, was it, Books. It, you know, how is because Bill was looking, you know, Bill loved to uh, find these monikers that uh, could define you and motivate you in some in some small way, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that was and so that was Bill looking at you know we were five white, um, you know, kind of young, married with little kids. I mean, all of us, all five of us, and you know, it's like all five of us living out in the suburbs. I mean, it was you know we were we were suburbanites, you know, and he's like you know, and he loved you know with particularly with, with Benson and um, Nelson. He mm-hmm. loved, he loved to kind of, I mean, there, listen, there was, there's plenty of fodder with all five of us, but he loved to go after those guys. Now, you know, remember we had William Roberts there, who's by far the best athlete of the group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Damian Johnson was there, which right. was a stud. And, yeah. uh, we had Brian Johnston early on. Mm-hmm. And so, and we had some pretty decent, we had some awesome players. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but the fi- start starting five guys, were just this, these middle-aged, you know, not mi- middle-class um, suburban guys that were just, um, you know, we feels like, hey Nelson, what did you, what did your wife pack you for your brown bag lunch today? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, but he'd always take that time. We'd have that ten-minute period and stretch right at the beginning of practice where everybody's stretching out and Johnny Parker's leading that, and then Bill would just walk the lines and just make his comments and listen to guys chuckle, you know, so right. you either, you were either, you know, and you just learn to say, you know, I'm either going to, you got to embrace this because he, you, he'll zing you at times too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you just, and you got to laugh. You can't you never talk, never say anything back. Uh, that's just the worst. Cause that now you got more attention. Nice. You just kind of laugh and he moves on to the next guy and just, Hey, Hey <laughs> Nelson. You know? <laughs> uh, hey, you hear that voice even today. <laughs> Um, it was a giant insider podcast with Chris Busy now and Jerry Foley with special guest Bart Oates, two-time Super Bowl champion with the Giants, three times overall. But look, we've had Pepper on, we've had Mark Collins on. I've spoke to Carl Banks numerous times, and you know I was a season ticket holder in the '70s, Bart. And at times it looked like I would never <laughs> see 1986. When you go through that season and then you beat the Redskins in the championship game. What was the feeling like, Bart? Do you did you realize at the time everything that you guys did for the fan base who was a long suffering fan base? No, there's no way you can appreciate that. Hmm. I mean, I, I I got a sense, and, and you know now I you know I understand, but you know as a young kid um, in 1986, growing up, I grew up in in Georgia, um, never even saw. I don't think I ever saw the Giants play. Hmm. Um, so I, no, can I understand? I, there's no way I could at that time appreciate what the fans had endured and what they had gone through and this, you know, and, and just kind of, you know, the support that it took. Did you start, did you start to understand that as you got older, bought? Oh yeah. Like, wow, yeah. look what we did. Was it like that? It was, yeah, it was impressive. It was going like we broke. You know, again, I came in kind of, they were, it already transitioned, you know, 83, 84 were the really kind of breakthrough years. 85, we built on, then 86, we had culminated, but it was, and I came in 85. And so can, can I really appreciate that? No, I can't. So, know, so. so we just celebrated the 30th anniversary of the, of the 1990 team. Uh, and that was a, a workman-like team. It was a team that didn't commit many turnovers, um, I think at the, at the time had the best turnover ratio in NFL history. 
If you can, Bart. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm positive of that. At the time, it was. Okay. Um, can you compare the, the 90 experience to the 86 experience? Because, I, you know, the first one's always the best probably, but that 90 team, did you expect to have the season that you had? Well, yeah. 90 we did. Yeah. Heck yeah. Good. We were studs. Nice. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, 90. We, we, we started out, what, we were 10-0? Yeah. We were on a roll. I mean, we were kicking butt, man. Yeah. I mean, we, we were going to go undefeated. I mean, they're just, I mean, that's, we, yeah, we were good. We expected to be good. We, we had, you know, we got robbed the year before, right? Was that the, um, the Flipper Flipper Anderson. Anderson? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's right. So that was, we got robbed there. It's like, we were shocked. We, we, you know, that, you know, it, so yeah, 90, we were, we just, you know, look, 87 was an anomaly. 88, we built on then 89, we got robbed. And so we just, I mean, there was, there was no surprise there. That was a season team with a lot of good players. How was the confidence, Bart, going into that Buffalo Super Bowl? What was the confidence level like? What was Parcells talking about leading up to that game? Because obviously you guys were underdogs. The Bills won by about 100 points in their championship game <laughs> and all that. So talk about what Parcells, what was the move with him leading up to that game? Bill was, well... He, he was genius, right? So this is the year the there was the uh, desert storm going on. Yes. There was, yes. you know, we had we had that happening. There was no off week. It was only one week between the conference and the right. conference championship and the Super Bowl. And so, Bill was brilliant, and he said, "Guys, you pack two bags. You come to the stadium. I want two bags. One bag for San Francisco, and the other bag will meet you in Tampa." Because when we won the game, we didn't come back here. We went straight to Tampa yeah. uh, from San Francisco. And so, you know, that was it was that process of packing your bag for a week for the Super Bowl. All right, here's what I need for this. I'm in Tampa. This, you got to go through that mental process of what you have to put in here so that here's what you have to wear. Here's, okay, I've got this event. We've got, uh, okay, yeah, we, I got this for, um, we got media day here on Tuesday, blah, blah, okay. And that was, that's kind of like, you can see it. I mean, you sense it, you feel it. And it, it was just a brilliant idea on his part that I think it helped guys just say, yeah, we can do this, guy. We, we, we're going to do this. Bart, I know you don't have much time. Uh, we're about 20 minutes in. If it's all right with you, um, we'd like to do a little word association, if that's okay with you. Uh, we, we, okay. we, we give you a word, and then you, you give us the first thing that comes to mind. Is that all right? Okay. All right, ready? I'll go first, Chris. Is that cool? Yep. All right. Uh, Giants fans. Awesome. <laughs> 1986 Giants. Super Bowl champions. Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Loathing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, bought Lawrence Taylor. The best. Um, New Jersey. Couldn't be a better place. Awesome. Norwood's lining up for the 46-yard field goal attempt. I hope he misses. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't think we can top that, to be honest with you. Um, Bart, listen, uh, it was an honor on our side. Like I, I tell everybody, I tell anybody we interview, we are, we are season ticket holders or were at one point um, giant fans growing up. So this is an honor for us. And uh, you're one hell of a player. And thank you for, for making some time for us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, gentlemen. Bart, guys- take care. Stay safe, buddy. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. Chris, that was a good time, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Bart's a very busy guy. Um, so it was nice of him to give us 20 minutes of his time. We try to get some stuff in in 20 minutes. But, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, interesting guy. We, we always like Bart, right? So we were happy to hear from him, um, give us a little insight and all that from 
years ago, buddy, from the Super Bowl teams. Yeah, successful lawyer in New Jersey. I, I you know, I hesitated when I did the word association when I said Philadelphia Eagles. I was afraid he might hang up, and they gave the perfect answer. So you never know, right? I like the way you know when we did ask him, or when you asked him about the Eagles, and he's just like kind of like. <laughs> yeah, he paused. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, didn't know what was going to come out of it. I thought he was going to say hatred. I, yeah. I thought he was going to say. I really did. Here comes the hang-up. <laughs> like, ah, oh, crap. I ruined no, it. Was like, it was like, he's, he was so calm and cool. You know, he gives his, you know, yes, yes, this and that. And then when you said Eagles, I like, that seemed to be the only thing to get a little emotion out of it. He was like, he, he was quiet. And then he was like, <laughs> he gave yeah. that little, like, little giggle, like, yeah, I hate those guys. You could tell, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Good stuff, man. Anything else, bud? No, no. You got Jerry. You know, if people don't remember Jerry, and uh, you know, you got to remember, man. You know, he played against the Eagles when, you know, guys was putting bounties on Lawrence Taylor. You remember? Yeah, yeah. You know, buddy. You know, all those. You know, those those games were vicious, man. You there know? was that crackback block on LT in '86 at the vet. It was the only time you ever saw LT really get drilled. Oh, but man. and he got so pissed. I think he had two consecutive sacks. Again, we're sure Big Blue VCR will show this the second we say it. Um, but I think he had two sacks right after. Um, and that's just something that you, you didn't do with him. You didn't aggravate Lawrence Taylor. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's what they he, did back then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He played aggravated enough, Lawrence. And then to aggravate him even more wasn't a, wasn't a wise move. It really wasn't. By the way, um, I never knew – real quick, your, your buddy, Banks, I never knew that story with Ray Hanley. And he confirmed – he kind of yeah. confirmed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. They were not big fans of Ray Hanley. Banks told me that a few times. <laughs> I, I remember when Banks was taking oxygen on the sidelines in a game in 92 against the Chiefs, and it was almost like, like it almost looked like they had said to Rod Rust and them, we're going to do our own thing. And they, mm -hmm. they, the Chiefs were good, and they dominated them at Giant Stadium. And I just always remembered that one. Like, I, I, I wondered what the hell the conversation was like. I mean, I, talk about ruining a, a great team or a team that still had some playoff runs in mm -hmm. them. But anyway, whatever. Let's, why talk about that? So. No, but it did come up on Twitter, so it was it wasn't just a yeah. true story. Yep. Yeah, yep. crazy. <laughs> All right, everybody. To order a subscription to the Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and download the Giant Insider app from the App Store. For those of you looking for it, we will be. I believe printing at the end of February, doing a, a pre-free agency issue. Anything else, pal? That's it. I'll see you next week. We'll talk a little Super Bowl, right? And whatever yep. else comes up. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys. Remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody.